Hey, it's Ryan Reynolds, and I'm here with Keith, co-star of my upcoming film, If, only in theaters May 17th. Do you want to tell people the big news? All right, I'll do. Sign up now and you'll get unlimited for $15 a month in six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan on us. Mintmobile.com slash switch. Upfront payment of $45 equivalent to $15 per month. Unlimited over 40 gigabytes per month. Face lower speeds. Videos at 480p. Active Mint customers by 531.24 get six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan. Auto renews after six months. Offer ends May 31st, 2024. Separate Paramount Plus registration required. Terms and conditions apply if rated PG. There's never been a faster or easier way to start your weight loss journey than with Plush Care. PlushCare accepts most insurance plans and gives you online access to board-certified physicians who can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wigovi and ZepBound for those who qualify. Take charge of your health and speak with a board-certified physician about a weight loss plan that's right for you. Get started today at PlushCare.com slash weight loss. That's PlushCare.com slash weight loss. PlushCare.com slash weight loss. Hello and welcome back to Sofa Cinema Club. I'm Colton Smith and as always I'm joined by Jack P. Shepard. Ben of the Dead. <laughs> that's terrible. They don't that's have last terrible. names. That's, that's they don't terrible. have last names in the film. Ben of the Dead, what am I going to do? They don't have a last name. I've had to just improvise <laughs> off the hook. <laughs> ben of the Dead. The Sofa Cinema Club is our podcast where we get together and educate each other on films. It's all about the films we should have seen, but we haven't. Each week we sit down and we watch a film with each other and then we come into the studio and we talk about what we loved, hated and rated. Now the beauty of our film club is that anybody can join in. All you have to do is watch along with the film at home and then join us every single Thursday. This film is the audience pick and it has been chosen by you guys at home and you have picked for us to watch the first of the Cornetto trilogy, Shaun of the Dead. But before we get into talking all things Shaun of the Dead, as always in true Sofa Cinema Club style, how has your week been? Um, week been good. I was filming. Nothing new there. Uh, but I had the kids at the weekend. We went to York. Hello. Some of our listeners might be unfamiliar with this. You're doing a tour of the whole of Yorkshire. You're walking <laughs> no, Yorkshire, no. aren't you? For people who haven't listened to the Sofa Cinema Club, Jack's has gone from not walking a bit like Colson not running to running to now you've decided to walk the whole of Yorkshire so this week you walked York fair trek from Manchester that isn't it the shambles the shambles so go on then tell us where have you been what have you been doing I mean I'm a big fan of York it's probably my favourite city in the UK and yeah took the kids there did the whole dungeon, the York dungeon thing. I'm a big fan, fan of those dungeons. Did you like the theme park ride? Theme park. No, you're thinking of Jorvik Viking Centre, aren't you? No, the dungeons has a little ride, doesn't it? Oh, well, maybe not COVID times. No, no ride. Maybe I am thinking of the Viking Centre. You are, when you're in the little cart and you go around the town. That's Viking Centre. That's a whole different fucking kettle of fish. That's next week. That's, ne- that's, that's next, next week's week. walk. The dungeons, obviously I obviously know a lot about the dungeons because I worked at London Dungeon. Did you? Did you work there, man? Yeah, I chopped people's heads off when they walked in. (laughs) (laughs) Were you that guy? Yeah. So, yeah, I had um, an axe. I didn't have a costume. So what I used to do is put my my jumper over my head like that, my foot, and then axe over the head. You walked round and it was £10 for your photo when you came out. 
Wow. So everybody who works in there, is it all, are they all like college students? Yeah, yeah, yeah. And you have to learn. Each person has to learn. We take everyone's photo in each language. Oh. You've, you've, opened, you've opened it up here now, Ben, haven't you? <laughs> right. I'll have, I'll have Spanish first up, please. <laughs> I had to do, I had to do, I think I did German. And it was something like, for Macken von Foto von Javen, Sie müssen es nicht kaufen. Oh, that's good. Well, no. It, I mean, we don't know. I know you two don't speak German. Yeah. Someone listening to this in Germany goes, he's just said, two pints of milk, please. We don't need any bread. <laughs> I mean, I literally, I could have fucking said anything. Yeah. So here's the first task of the week for our So Cinema Club listeners. If you are in Germany or you do speak German, translate what Ben just said for us. Let us know if it is what he thinks it is. Anyway, you've gone round the dungeon, which probably isn't a dungeon, is it? Because the London one isn't a dungeon. It's just made up. It's just under under some bridge, railway bridge. Oh, yeah, it's not the actual place. No, it's a building to tell you all the histories and all the stories of what happened in York, of the plague and whatnot. Oh, sounds good. Oh, it's really informative, and I love anything like that, and the kids do. And, uh, yeah, we went round the um, the cathedral. York Minster. Yeah, be good when it's done. And then um <laughs> It's taken a while, isn't it? Oof. I know, yeah. A little little walk around down the shambles and all that. Shambles is the one that's your main kickoff, isn't it? The shambles. That's the Harry Potter one, isn't it? Everybody queues yeah. to go in the Harry Potter shop. That's Diagon Alley, that's where you want need to be. Yeah. Um Colson? So I spent my Friday night in the glamorous location of Leicestershire. Oh yeah. Um my friend has recently taken over as CEO of Leicestershire County Cricket Club. So we all went out for like a bit of a boys trip. So live sport, which in COVID is an absolute rarity. Catch a ball? Didn't catch a ball. Got out of the way of one though. Oh, there's no screen between you and the thingy. No. So we 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 were in a box and it had like a balcony. Oh, okay. So it could actually it's not like glass behind glass. Oh yeah, yeah. You you can catch it if you want to catch it, sort of thing. Have you not seen him when they're in the crowd? And the ball goes into the crowd and people try and catch it. Yeah, but you're in a box. I didn't know where the box you were kind of screened off. No, we, we're still we're still in the atmosphere. You're which, in the atmosphere. Which was you're good. in the action. <laughs> you're in the atmosphere. <laughs> yeah, oh, that was a good day. Um, went went up with my dad. It was nice. Nice start into the weekend, and then obviously Saturday was followed by more cricket. It's just been a cricket fest. Well, aside from the cricket, actually. Um, I'm going to talk about something here which is quite a sensitive subject between the podcast because obviously there's three of us and two of us know this and one of us doesn't and Ben is trying to find out more and more. So it's coming up to Ben's birthday and me and Jack have been busy working away planning an occasion. Now Ben doesn't know what we're going to what we're going to be doing and Ben's not going to find out what we're going to be doing until the day. But last night Jack, he wanted an itinerary. He wanted to know what he had to wear, what time we were setting up. Really? Well, Did no, you? I just need what am I wearing? Scuba equipment? Uh you can wear whatever you want because your clothes have to come off. Is it the naked walk round sulfur keys? <laughs> that old gem. There we go. Hey, there we go. No, it's just a naked walk round. So it's a it's a ghost walk naked, Ben. Happy birthday. We're going to Jorvik Viking Centre. I guess actually that's probably what me and Jack have been doing. We've been busy party planning. So have I got to expect a big a big number? No, I can't, no. can't tell you anything more. You're gonna you're gonna have to wait. I think you'll I think you'll like it though. 
I'm sure you will. He did. The first thing he said was, will it make me sick? And I said, if it makes you sick, it'll just be a one-off. Like, it won't be a repetitive sickness. It'll be, it'll, it'll be, it'll be a quick sick down your front. And then, <laughs> oh, no. Oh, no. Oh, no. Oh, no. Not, I can't go back to that place we went to. I can't go back there. Make me feel ill. Make me feel ill. I'm not going to get... Because you two convinced me that whatever we went on, that pinball thing was fine. No, yeah. It wasn't fine. And then you followed it up with the Smiler, which is the greatest <laughs> roller coaster, potentially in the world, by the way. And you don't like roller coasters. Oh, it's awful. It was awful. I mean, look, I can appreciate it's a good roller coaster, but my word, I felt so ill. Even the people who were running the ride went, are you okay? <laughs> They'd seen people look ill, and then they looked at me and went, but he's grey. And then they do that thing so that you don't feel like you're queuing. So it's like a hallucination as you're walking around, which isn't what you want after you've got off the ride. No. Oh, I didn't even see that. I didn't you had your hands that. off the wall. I know it was bad. It was bad. For a week, it was bad. It took, my, it took that long for my ears to equalise out. But I have, I have told you that it's not, we're not going to a theme park. That, that's all I'm telling you. I'm hoping it's um, like Jack did the river, the row, the rowboat. Mother Shipton's cave. After I sold it to you last <laughs> week. <laughs> Happy birthday! We're off to Mother Shipton's cave. <laughs> we're absolutely brilliant. We're off to Mother Shipton's cave after being on the Smiler. That would really top it off. What have you been doing, Ben? Anything exciting? Um. So after our bike event. Yeah. I bought a bike. You got the red one. I got the red bike and I went out with my son and he taught me how to mount ride a bike. A bike. <laughs> ride, he taught me how to ride a bike. He's like being with Colts. He goes, right, dad, follow me to the woods and then we'll start your lesson. Oh, okay, yeah. Oh, fucked off. <laughs> fucked off. And I'm like, oh, right, okay, right. So it's cycling proficiency all over again. <laughs> when you get to the woods... You have these, you know, those woodland stairs. You know, they make them out of woodland kind of thing. It's mm. like all nature wooden stairs mud. or whatever. Yeah, yeah, wooden wood. I get into the wood. Uh, he goes, right, Dad, first lesson. Fucks off straight down the stairs. He said, you need some speed or you'll crash. Down the stairs, Jack. God. Like down a proper flight of fucking woodland stairs. So I'm like, well, I've got to, I can't bail on the first thing. I've got to have a go off. Way too fast. Way too fast. <laughs> so we did the first jump. It was a bit shitty, a bit easy. I'm like, yeah, I got that, I got that. He said, second one, you're going to need some speed because if you don't land it right, you land front on. Colson knows this. He's a mountain biker. You land front on, your suspension bottoms out, and you crash. I went, don't worry, don't worry, it'll be fine. So he said, you're going to need some speed. <laughs> I fucking go for it. I go, dee, 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 like BMX bandits. I fucking hit the jump. <laughs> completely wrong <laughs> like if you wanted to get it wrong that is completely and utterly fucking wrong land it flat front wheel buckles straight to a tree straight <laughs> now i was fine i was like my pride was a bit dented but i was fine i turned around to my son poor kid he sort of looked at me like oh my god my dad nearly died and he killed my dad <laughs> Dad, Dad, are you all right? He said, "You, God, you went down fast there. You, you really flew into it. Because he says, it's before you go, it, are you just going to send it? That's what they say, the kids. Send it. I said, I just sent it. And he went, yeah, you did. Nearly ended it as well. <laughs> <laughs> so that was, that was my week. Shall we talk all things Sean of the Dead? Ben of the Dead. Ben of the Dead. So as always with the audience pick, this is our chance where we invite one of you guys onto the podcast to give us a synopsis. And this week, we're joined by 
Aidan Green, all the way from Scotland. So, welcome Aidan to give us a synopsis of Shaun of the Dead. Life is going nowhere for Sean. He spends his life in his local pub, the Winchester, with his best mate, Ed, has issues with his mum, and neglects his girlfriend, Liz. When Liz dumps him, Sean finally decides to get his life in order. He must win back the heart of his girlfriend, repair his relationship with his mum, and face up to the responsibilities of adulthood. Unfortunately, the dead are returning to life and attempting to eat the living. For the newly inspired Sean, this is just another obstacle. In the face of a full-scale zombie epidemic, armed with a cricket bat and spade, Sean sets out with Ed in an attempt to rescue his mum, his stepdad, his girlfriend, her friends David and Diane, and take them to the safest place he knows, the Winchester. Nice. Good ending. I like his ending. The Winchester. Mm. Very good, Aidan Green. Mm. Very good. Very good, actually. We spoke in our bonus episode, Extraterrestrial, about listeners from around the world. I think we've ticked the Scottish box twice now with um, synopsis. Well, massive. Massive in Scotland. Massive in Scotland. Massive in Scotland. That's one of our 150 countries. Um, (laughs) He was good. He was really good. And he did what I like. So this is a skill that you need to improve on, I think, Jack. No, no, no. This is bollocks. I know what you're going to say now. Are you on about teasing it up? Yes. All I'm saying is his ending of... The safest place in his the wind. So he doesn't tell you about the film. He sets it up, it's and then yeah. Whereas you will tell. No, he's you, learned from me. He's learned. No, from no. The best. You tell an hour and twenty minutes. <laughs> very good, Jack. It's all very easy, Colson, when you come in at the end and go, "Oh yeah, let's just finish." Jack set it up. He invented synopsis. Yeah, it's yeah. not easy. Yeah, there's a picture of me in the dictionary. <laughs> so let's get started. We've previously. Spoken about hot fuzz. So where is that in the three? Where's that? This Shaun one's the first. Yeah. yeah. Hot fuzz two. Yep. And World's, World's End, End three. three. So Shaun the Dead 2004, I think. Yeah. So Edgar Wright and Simon Pegg and Nick Frost all met on a TV show called Spaced. Is that right? He wrote that. Simon Pegg wrote that with Jessica Hines. Yeah. Who's in the film. So that's where they all became friends. And Edgar Wright was just a TV director sort of thing. And they got along and one of their episodes of Space, I think it was like the third episode, his character um, does speed, gets pissed, plays Resident Evil, and then decides to, um, you know, he, he thinks he's having a zombie experience in his head like a hallucination. And after they did that, that was what gave... Edgar Wright and Simon Pegg, the idea of Shaun of oh, the Dead. And they wrote it. Yeah, they, they kind of wrote it together and worked on the whole thing together. Like, it is their project. It's filmed where they live. It's about characters in their life. It is kind of their their baby, and it was their first ever one. And they never set out for the Cornetto trilogy. The reason of the Cornetto reference is when Edgar Wright gets pissed, his hangover cure is a Cornetto so he just wanted to get it in there as like a gag for himself. And it's now like famously known as the Cornetto Trilogy. Is that a thing? Is a Cornetto Trilogy, is that a series of films that aren't really connected but kind of are? No, I think it's just that he has a Cornetto in all three of his films. Is that literally it, that he has a Cornetto in all three? That's it? Yeah, and there's, there's little bits, isn't there? So like the line, what's the matter, never taken a shortcut before is in all three of the films. And he jumps over the fence and the... I, I did notice that. Yeah, so that's in Shaun of the Dead, Hot Fuzz, and World's End. Like, he it, it, it has bits that is in 
all the films. So he kind of takes ideas and keeps them going. And the weird thing about it is, it's the same cast pretty much. Like, it's always Simon Pegg and Nick Frost in it playing the leads. Yeah. It's always them. And, you know, I'm sure that the world's end and the Shaun of the Dead cast are fairly similar. So I had the kids dinner at the weekend. So I said to you two, can I watch this with my kids? And you two went, yeah, great. It's fine. Loads of F-bombs at the top. Yeah, but that's all right. <sighs> Come on, you swear. You don't, you're not trying to tell me you don't swear, Jack. Anyway. Apologies to your children. I watched it, children. I watched it with the kids. They knew nothing of the film. I said, well, we're going to watch your film. It's called Shaun of the Dead. And Ruben said, Dad, what's that about? I said, well, it's a zombie film. To which he immediately said, no, because he'd get scared. And I went, no, 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 Ruben, it's, it's a comedy. It's not a horror film. It's a horror comedy, isn't it? That's yeah. what. But you don't tell Ruben that. No, I said it's not a horror film. It's 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 a comedy, right? It's it's supposed it's a funny. It's like a spoof, right? What's a spoof? So then I'm having to exp- anyway. We sat down, just put it on. So as soon as it starts, it the film opens with an immediate close up of Simon Pegg smoking to, and drinking a pint. To which my daughter went, "Oh God, not him." <laughs> <laughs> So I said... What's she seen him before on? Well, I said to her, I went, do you not like Simon Pegg, Nyla? And she <laughs> went, no, he's just annoying. <laughs> went, Is he? She went, yeah. And I went, oh, well, let's let's give it a go. It's only 10 seconds in. Didn't you watch this with your kid as well, Ben? Kid. Kids. <laughs> yeah, but I didn't really notice the F-bombs at all. We didn't really notice that. Um... Yeah, I think he'd... I don't know whether he'd seen it before or not. Yeah, I mean, I don't know. It's quite a childish film, isn't it? I know it's got adults and drinking, smoking in it. What made amazed me is 2004, but, like, it seems it's quite dated, isn't it? Yeah, it's like 1980, 1990s, isn't it? Yeah, yeah the tape machine, yeah. the, not many mobile phones. The it's cars on the street. The cars, it was quite a weird kind of... Thing. So, yeah, we open on Simon Pegg's character in the Winchester, don't we? Yeah, and the first scene is purely... Basically, Edgar Wright said when he made the film, he didn't want you to know that it was going to be a zombie film. So that first scene is why there's no mention of horror, bloody blah It just gets you to meet the characters, doesn't it? You meet Simon Pegg, Nick Frost, you meet his girlfriend, Liz, and you meet her two best friends. So you meet them all straight away. You get an understanding for the characters, an understanding for the relationship... So straight away, you see that Sean and Liz's relationship isn't great. Sean doesn't like Liz's friends. Liz's friends don't like Sean. And nobody seems to like Ed, Nick Frost's character. I don't think he's very likeable. No, he's not likeable at all. I genuinely don't know what Sean would get from him. Yeah. It's a pain yeah. in the arse. Yeah. If he was, like, funny, but the walking into the deadly fart, I was like, mm. I'm not sure whether you'd go, after a while you'd go, come on, mate. Good gag, so. Good. I mean... So, obviously, I think the scenes where they live together is quite like me and you, Ben. But, obviously, I'm Sean and you're Ed, I would suggest. (laughs) Because you're always on the PlayStation and I'm always going in and out of work. And you're always tidying up. I suppose that's the point the film's trying to make, that he's still acting like a teenager, isn't he? He's Nick Frost's character. Yeah. And he hasn't grown up to the point that he thinks farts are funny and... 
Yeah. Yeah, we it, they always get a laugh. Farts always get a laugh at some point. Do they, though? Do they? Let's think of the times when they don't get a laugh. Exactly. When you're breaking up with your girlfriend. Or... The late bedtime bomb, which has gone off, and you're like, oh, that was yeah. a bit stronger than I thought. It's interesting the way you've described his character, because when they first came up with the idea of the film, the first scene they had was the last scene where he's in the shed and Ed's a zombie uh, yeah. and they're playing the PlayStation together. That was the first scene that they came up with and he worked backwards from that. God, so it almost makes you wonder if, because he, he knew he was going to be a zombie who just lounged about on the PlayStation. That's kind of what he is throughout the entire film, isn't it? I guess. Yeah. Um. So we see the relationship, we see the thing and basically Liz ends up breaking up with Sean due to the fact that Sean's just not going anywhere with his life. He's a bit of a waste man. He's living with Ed, who's kind of sponging off him, and it's just going nowhere. All they do is get pissed. He can't hold a relationship. He's just not got it in him. Yeah. So we see them go on a big bender to get over the fact that Liz has broken up with Sean. And whilst they're on that bender, and whilst we're going through the day where Liz breaks up with Sean, we're seeing little bits on the news, and we're seeing in the back of shot the army coming into town, and... It, I, I quite like what he does with the news where you know like how he flicks through the channel. Yeah, and it yeah, all sort of connects. You yeah. kind of get the experience that there is some form of virus going around that is causing issues. But they seem oblivious to it. Yeah, but it's not affecting Sean and Ed's life whatsoever. I really, really like the morning after the night out in the Winchester where they wake up and he walks to the shop in the middle of like a zombie apocalypse that long steady cam shot yeah we can see everything is weird around him and we can see all the zombies by the way, and how he just never sees it and just he's in his own world well, they do the shot twice don't yeah. they yeah and they replicate it later on don't yeah. they yeah no so they replicate it right at the start of the film then yeah. they replicate yeah. in the zombie so you yeah. see how he normally they're trying to also infer that Sean is living as a zombie in his own life yeah he's not interacting with anyone he's just going to work He's doing the same thing. He's coming home. So there was a kind of duplicity in the film, half intimating that people are zombies in a certain way before they're actually zombies. Going to work, doing the same thing, and that's what they're saying about him, aren't they? Do you see the mistake they did twice in both shots? No. Hey, what was that? Camera. See the camera twice. Do same you? shot, exact same place. What, in reflection? Yeah. Corner shop. Yeah, I was watching it thinking, this is all one shot. This is all one shot. This is clever. This is clever. I'm seeing all the extras. And obviously that must have taken a long time because they're queuing people and everything. And it's, yeah. everything's got to work. And it's pretty much the same extras as normal people and then as zombies, isn't it? Yeah. 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 So I was watching it on. I went, there's a lot of car windows. There's, a, there's the shop front. Then he goes into the shop and then there's the refrigerators. And I thought, there's a lot of glass here. Reflections. And as soon as he opens the fridge door, camera right in the refrigerator, reflection both times the same place two different scenes obviously but meant to be like shop shop well one shot but yeah because now you wouldn't get that they'd be able to paint it out they paint it out and they do that famous shot where what was that music video i think it was kanye west or whatever they go into the window and you think would you should be able to see the camera yeah but they repaint all the windows Mm. So the first time he does that walk, he's obviously thinks that nothing's wrong in the world, nothing's wrong with his relationship, and he gets a full fat can of coke. And then in the morning after the hangover, he wakes up and he's like, um, see mum, kick Ed out, um, get Liz back. 
and then he walks to the shop and he buys himself a kind of diet coke uh, and that's yeah. his way of getting his life together the other thing I really like as well is, um, you know, when they're coming back from the Winchester for their, from the first big night out and they're doing the song together and then the zombie kind of walks through and kind of makes a noise to the song. I just thought that was a very... They, they kind of made it semi-believable, but that they are that much in their own world that they, they haven't got a clue of what is going on around them. However, it doesn't take long to realise because when you have a girl in your garden... You, you often want to go and inspect as to what's going on, don't you? Mm. And this happened to be a zombie in the garden. And as we're noticing this zombie in the garden, we hear the news reporter say, I repeat, the only way to kill a zombie is by bashing the brain of removing the head. So they're kind of set in terms of they, they know what to do, don't they? And he has that bit, doesn't he, where he pushes her over and she falls through like the um, she falls through the thing that you put an umbrella in, isn't it, in the garden? Yeah, for like the garden furniture thing, yeah. isn't it? Yeah. A great shot of when she gets back up and you see Sean's head through the hole in her. Yeah. They do that bit with the records, don't they? That was like, oh, not a fan of that. Well, I can see it's just a gag. Yeah, it's just a gag. They're going through the records, go, oh no, not that one. That's good. It's all full of um, references to Dawn of the Dead. Oh, yes. That's the famed George Romero yeah. film. So they basically asked George Romero for permission to make the film. And he gave it. Like, that's, it's all it's based on that. Like they, It's one of their favourite films. And they actually sent the film to George Romero. And he watched it in a cinema in Florida on his own. And then rang Simon Pegg afterwards. And Simon Pegg talked him through like all the little Easter eggs and nods to Dawn of the oh, Dead. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. And then he, uh, George Romero apparently did a film after Shaun of the Dead. And both Simon Pegg and Nick Frost were in it as like a nod to little quite a little mutual respect towards it. Um, we've seen the first two zombies get killed in the garden, haven't we? Um, and in this time, we've seen the shed get open and we've seen the weapons of choice. Now, if you're opening the shed... What is your weapon of choice? Lawnmower. Uh, lawnmower. Both of you. Next question. <laughs> ne- ne- I've thought about this. What would what do you pick? Uh, lawnmower, please. I, I see. I didn't think. Um, I didn't think the old cricket bat was that bad a weapon. It's not a necessarily a garden shed fine though, is it? The cricket bat. Your lawnmower all day long. You're going to get one of the the fly mow to the head is going to. You're going to be fine, aren't you? Buzzing around. Cool. Who's got enough well. petrol? What would you use, Coles? Skipping rope. Bag of compost. How are you <laughs> going to um, remove the head or destroy the brain with a lawnmower? Well, from the bottom, you just zombie- oh, you just you-, you just mince your way through. You just mince. <laughs> <laughs> See, I, no, I'd go. I'd go for a, a blunt object to hit him around the head with. <laughs> the hoe. <laughs> the weeder. <laughs> No, you just mince them and then they all... It's like the the rake. (laughs) You'd be running between sheds, wouldn't you? You'd be like, oh, what have they got? Oh, they've got a big one. You need the sit-down one eventually. You'd be tired out. The the worst bit's when they get the stuff from the bloody kitchen in it and they start throwing a toaster. Like, what the hell's that going to do? Yeah. Throwing a 
plate and a toaster and a La Crusade dish. That could do some damage, definitely. That could, or your soup maker. That yeah. would take him out. <laughs> yeah, the soup maker would. Or, I tell you the what. The rice cooker. The, no, the air fryer. Yeah. That would absolutely annihilate. We'd, we'd be fine in this flat. Yeah, yeah. Acti-fry to the head. That's zombie. That's zombie gone, <laughs> isn't it? I just swing the Acti-fry through the corridors going, come on, I've got the Acti-fry on. <laughs> um, yeah, not. I mean, you'd get tired, wouldn't you? I was thinking this. You'd get tired after a while. You'd have to formulate a plan. He does formulate a plan. He does. His plan is get Liz, get to the pub. Well, no, it wasn't, was it? It was... Get back and have a nice cup of tea. Which I asked Nyla at the end of the film what was her favourite bit, and she said when they were making the plan. Uh, so you know when he said, "Get my girlfriend, get my mum." Yeah. Blah blah. And they blah. changed it each time. Uh, yeah, and then get back and have a nice cup of tea. She saw we found that bit amusing. Yeah, she said that was her favourite bit. Good shots as well. There, very good, very good. Actually, he kind of he said it was stolen from. Is it Commando or something, a war film, where it's like really quick shots of little important bits, but he flipped it and made it the really unimportant stuff. So buttering Uh, the toast, boiling the kettle, and just did really basic stuff with the style of what is normally used as reloading the gun and stuff like that. Um, So, yeah, we we know the plan. And um, we've already met his stepdad's character, haven't we, when he visits him at work? Yes. Pre-apocalypse. Z-Day. I thought that was funny how they called it Z-Day, didn't they? Yeah. There's zombie apocalypse, they called Z-Day. Oh, for God's sake. Which obviously rhymes with D-Day. Thank, thanks for... Uh, oh, for God's sakes. Brilliant, brilliant. Yeah, thanks, Dad. Thanks, Dad. <laughs> we go around to his mum's house, don't we? I like her. She's a very good actress, Penelope Wilton. She's great. Yeah. Because she's almost in shock about the whole fucking thing, isn't she? Mm. She's almost like in complete denial about what's going on. Mm. And Bill Nye sat there and he has got a cold, isn't he? He's not ill. He's not a zombie. He's got a cold. No, he's he's been he's been bitten. Because yeah. she says, some people tried to get into the house. We're all right. But they got a bit bitey with Philip. So he knows full well that he's going to have to kill Philip. Oh, Phillip. I thought he's not bitten until they go into the car. No, no. he's bitten. He's on uh, his way. He goes to kill him straight away, doesn't he? That's what he says to his... <laughs> that line where he goes, Mum, how much do you love Philip? And he goes, we've been through this. Like, get over it. I've been with him 18 years. And he goes, Mum, I need to tell you something. Philip touched me on multiple occasions. Yeah, it was funny. I laughed at that. Was, <laughs> I, yeah. I thought that was funny. But he can't kill his stepdad, Philip. Um, so it means that he ends up taking someone with him who he didn't want to take on the plan, did he? And he knows that he's been bitten. So he knows the inevitable is about to happen. That's what ends up happening. They have to get in a different car because yeah. Ed somehow has managed to crash crash the other car. They get in the Jag, don't they? The, yeah, they, they get in the Jag and they're off to go and get the girlfriend now, aren't they? That's next on the plan yeah. list. That's next on the list. And Philip has been bitten Again. So he's now been bitten twice. But basically, uh, Sean jumps out of the car and he gives it the old, you just keep going around the block, honk three times, I'm going to go and I'm gonna go and save my girlfriend. And he bashes him all around the head. Um, climbs up to the window and then says, I'm here to save you. Which I quite liked the line of, save us from what we were perfectly fine until you got here and now they've, they've followed you. The character that I hate in this film, which I think everyone who will 
ever watch this film will always hate is David. I liked him. Oh. But for that reason. Yeah, I quite liked him for that His reason. part was brilliant. He was annoying. He was a guy who, you know, that you thought, oh, it's obvious you fancy his girlfriend. And But I, I thought he played it really, really well, actually. Edgar Wright based it on his landlord and thought he was being subtle. And when he released the film, his landlord rang him up. Oh. And he had to apologise. Oh, that's awkward. Yeah. You'd think he'd move out before he finished the film. <laughs> yeah. But he thought he was being subtle. No, I don't think it's subtle at all, <laughs> is it? Lucy Davis is in it. She's good as well, isn't she? She's yep. with him. Has always known that he fancies yeah. Kate Ashfield's character. It's quite sad, isn't it? So they bash everyone, and then they're back in the motor, aren't they? Back in the motor, going to the Winchester. Or at least that's the plan. Philip's dead at this point, isn't he? No, Philip dies when they have to get out of the car, isn't it? I yeah. Think. yeah. He comes alive as a zombie when they have to get out of the car. It's that, and the great bit of, Mum, Ed, pull over. Mum, Philip's dead. And she goes, no, he's not. And he turns and he's a zombie and he goes, fuck, and like, has to get him out of the car sort of thing. I liked that as well. I, I thought that was good. And then they're out of the car and they're running and they have to kind of head in the general direction of the Winchester without getting eaten by zombies. How technically hard do you think that is? Because it seems to me, I mean, you'd be fine now, Coles. You just outrun them. They are really slow. They're slow. You're not going to get surprised there, are you? It's just if there's a load of them, which when they do get to the Winchester, mm. they can't get in the doors. They're locked. And they just the crowd just comes. And yeah, they're slow, but all it is, one bite. That's all it is, Ben. Do you think a scratchy turning zombie is just bite? Just a bite, I just, reckon. Just a okay. bite. Just a bite. So if it's us three, I think I'd send you in first, Colson. Me and Shepard be behind you with the lawnmowers. Cricket bat, and we mince the side. I knock them down, you chop them up. To be yeah. fair, you've got a fair few cricket bats. And you've got padding and stuff and whites. Yeah. So we send you front, me and Shepard <laughs> flanking <laughs> on their flymos. I think we do all right. How long, how long could we survive? Do you reckon we survive? See, I often ask myself the question of what I would do in a zombie apocalypse. Like, often. Do you? Now, are we just talking zombie apocalypse or are we talking Shaun of the Dead zombie apocalypse? Is there a difference? I thought a zombie apocalypse is when they all come out like Thriller and... Uh. I don't think we'd go to the Winchester, would we? Well, no. Why are we off there? Where would we go? High ground. <laughs> <laughs> Hello. Hello. SAS. High ground. Well, it looks like they all struggle with, like, getting up and climbing and things like that. From every film. You've got to think about food. You've got to think about all that kind of stuff. True. Yeah. See, because I always used to think you just go to a really secure, like, warehouse sort of thing. A supermarket. Well, everyone is going to raid the supermarkets, aren't they? Well, no, you'd go, you'd go, where's the place we go and you can get everything? Aldi. Aldi? <laughs> I buy a canoe? <laughs> you'd get canoe. Canoe. You'd get your lawnmower. Mm. A lawnmower, got. You wouldn't go for the Cricket food. Cricket bat. Try, cricket bat, got. Hose mm. pipe. You could equip yourself for a zombie apocalypse there. Yeah. In the middle aisles of Aldi. <laughs> Where are you going to find me? The middle aisles of Aldi if there's a zombie <laughs> apocalypse. Do you think we'd survive that long? Or do you think one of... If, got this right, someone goes... I Right, I get bitten. 
I've gone out. I'm a bit slow. I'm at the back, straggly. Who's going to kill me? Who's going to lawnmow we me? We won't kill him. He'd sacrifice himself, wouldn't he? Yeah. So he'd have to go in with a load of toilet rolls, you know, with fire all over them. Yeah. Good and point. He'd, I would. He'd, he'd run in. <laughs> I would. I'd have to go down big. Hey, come on! <laughs> the lawnmower absolutely going. I, do you know what? I've I've often thought I would do I would do well. Did you ever watch Survivors that came out on BBC One? Mm-hmm. It was so good. And basically that that was a that was a zombie apocalypse TV show on the BBC. It must have cost a fortune. Yeah, I don't think you pay zombies that much then. <laughs> but any anything that shows expansive land not in use where there's not many people in the world i always think i would be really good in that situation well like a farm something like that no more as in like if it was a zombie apocalypse i think i'd be really good at just surviving i just think i would okay okay we're gonna test that out what's your plan then yeah okay colson uh what are you gonna eat give me a scenario you're in the woods you've got your clothes and that's it well, to to eat, I would go. I'd go and find food. Where super noodles? No, I, I, <laughs> you're well, in the woods. I get I get whatever I can get hands on, but I'm not in the woods forever. But what what are you going to eat? What berries are you going to eat? <laughs> berries, crisp berries. I mean, I'm going to have salt vinegar, crisp berries, please. What are you going to eat? If I need to go to the shop without mm. getting eaten by zombies, I I'm backing myself. But you're not in the shop. You're in the woods now. Yeah, well, I'll go to the shop. <laughs> Hold on. You're an expansive land, which you said you were good at. No, but I can walk. I can walk. No, no, you're, you're in the Scottish Highlands. You've you've thought to yourself, I need high ground. Deliveroo. So, I, need, I need to get out. You're in the middle of the woods. It's Colson. You've got your running shoes on. What are you going to eat? Soil. Nah, you're not eating soil. <laughs> Enough moisture in it. <laughs> it's a Jack's... Jack's eating soil. I'm surviving. He's surviving. Jack's eating soil. Can you make uh, a shelter? Easy. But Ben, I don't. I, I'm not in the woods. I'm. I'm living in urban civilization. But I'm surviving. You're in burnt out streets and things like that. Yeah, I'm doing whatever I need to do to survive this apocalypse. Oh, okay. Oh, right. Okay. When when we are involved in a zombie apocalypse, we'll make sure that we get a podcast in. Before it all goes tits up. Well, no, we'd have to do it during, and then slowly Jack would go, I would go, and it'd just be you. To be fair, the, <laughs> the only way of proving this is, I have said this before, um, Channel 4 do a TV show called Hunted, and they do a celebrity special where celebrities go on the run from professional military and police. Yeah. I think we should go on it. I've said it from day one. That's easy. You just have to get rid of your debit card and get rid of your phone. Whoa, whoa, whoa. Let's not, let's not give us plan in case they cast us, but, you know. I'm sure it's not as easy as, oh, I just went to Heathrow and caught a plane to Guadalajara. <laughs> I'm sure you have to stay in the UK. Oh, yeah, stay in the UK, but you can't use your card or your phone, can you? Because that's how they find you. I think we'd be really, really good. So where are we now? We're in the Winchester. We've digressed. All the zombies are after us. We've broken in. Yeah. We survived on peanuts. Should we go straight to who put that on the jukebox? Who put that on the jukebox? It's Don't Stop Me Now. Queen. Oh, no. Is it Queen? Queen. Yeah. 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 So they've got to basically, we're getting to the end now. We're getting to the big fight, aren't we? They get the gun off the bar, the Winchester. Yeah. They've got some bullets. The music starts playing. It's not a bad little section, this. Don't Stop Me Now. And they're killing them all, aren't they? Yeah. Great shots in that. Really well put together. Yeah, it is well put together, actually. Have we had the sad bit at this point? 
Oh, his mum gets bitten. Has he had to shoot his own mum? No, not yet. Okay. Because that's a sad bit. It's coming up now. So just say that. Just It's literally <laughs> but, coming but up. Don't Stop Me Now for me, really good part of the film. The reason he chose the song, Don't Stop Me Now, was because We Will Rock You had just gone to the West End. And it's a Queen song that isn't in it. Is it not? Yep. Don't Stop Me Now isn't in it. Is it written not? So that's why Edgar Wright picked it. That's piss poor. And You're My Best Friend, which is why that's the song at the end. That's, that's piss poor. So... The mum gets bitten. Yeah. She goes quiet, <laughs> doesn't she? And David, Nobed David, says, we've got a killer. Got a good point. He's got a good point. Yeah. And he goes, what? We're not killing my mum. And he goes, we've, we've got to. You know what's going to happen. She's not your mum anymore. She's a zombie. Killer. Would you kill your mum if she turned into a zombie? You'd have to. Well, yeah, you'd have to. That's what I'm saying. Well, they keep saying to him, don't they? It's not your mum. Your mum's gone. Your mum's gone. Your mum's gone. They keep saying that over and over. And then he does, doesn't he? Doesn't he kill her? He does kill her. Yeah, he does. But wouldn't you want your mate to do it? Wouldn't you still feel a bit bad? Yeah, I'd probably ask my mate to do it, because then I could always just say, you killed my mum. I'd always have one over on him. It's like, give me that. (laughs) No, you're not having it. It's my go. And go, you you killed my mum. And he's like, oh, fuck. He'd always have to let you go first or whatever. Yeah, like she was a zombie. Yeah, all right. All right, you keep saying that. But look at that aside. <laughs> yeah. But it is quite a good bit in the film, actually. It's quite a good crunch bit, isn't it? They also said it was extremely emotional to film. That It was like the last part of the film that they shot. Uh, and Simon Pegg found it really hard to do, found it quite emotional, and all the cast did. So they rewrote the bit after she was shot to kind of actually mourn, because it was meant to be full of gags. But it was more, he shot her, the zombies were in, they just had to keep going, rather than gags about the fact that he killed his mum. Ah, right, okay. David gets killed, doesn't he, and ripped open, and it's a direct copy of Dawn of the Dead. You're thinking they're going to survive, and then it's clear that they're not, are they? And then you're left with Simon Pegg and Kate Ashford's character. Ed's been beaten. He's been eaten, and he gets the gun. But still alive. Still alive. He does the... Don't worry, you go, I'll have the gun. I'm going to kill myself. Then they get out from the beer cellar, they get to the top, and suddenly... Now, this is a question, right? The end. Mm. The army come in and shoot all the zombies. They don't shoot them. But they've been told by the other gang, haven't they? So you know when they meet the gang and it's identical person for person with Martin Freeman? That gang have said they were going to the Winchester and she's with him. So I think she's gone. Don't shoot them. Uh, load of shit. Did you say load of shit? Yeah, load of shit. It's a hole in the film. Um, they would all just get shot. The army would just go up, annihilate. They've just skirted, tiptoed over that bit. I thought it would have been great if they'd all got shot. <laughs> anyway, they don't get shot. And then she goes, I got the army. And then it kind of goes back to normal, but then there's that weird thing that zombies are still around, aren't they? Like some of them are, are doing trolleys. Used in the supermarkets and yeah. stuff like that, or zombie TV show. Yeah. You know the girl who, you know when they meet their identical group? Yeah. Do you not think that Sean and the girl in that group were meant to be together? They write spaced. Oh, is that who she is? Yeah, yeah that's who she is. Ah, okay. So I think it was a nod to that. Um, so, before we rate it, Let's just take a quick break. 
Cool fact, a crocodile can't stick out its tongue. Also, you can get health insurance for a month or just under a year in some states. United Healthcare short-term insurance plans, underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, offer flexible, budget-friendly coverage for you. Learn more at UH1.com. There's never been a faster or easier way to start your weight loss journey than with Plush Care. Plush Care accepts most insurance plans and gives you online access to board-certified physicians who can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wigovi and ZepBound for those who qualify. Take charge of your health and speak with a board-certified physician about a weight loss plan that's right for you. Get started today at plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. plushcare.com slash weight loss. Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. At Mint Mobile, we like to do the opposite of what big wireless does. They charge you a lot, we charge you a little. So naturally, when they announced they'd be raising their prices due to inflation, we decided to deflate our prices due to not hating you. That's right. We're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. Right. Go on, Jack. You can go first. Uh, so I've seen all three of these now. I've seen all the Simon Pegg... Um, Cornetto films. For some reason, I watched Worlds. I've, I've literally watched them back to front. I watched Worlds End first on my own once. I don't know why. I think it popped up on like a streaming thing. They've all been bought by Netflix over the years. Right. Okay. It might have been on there then. And I watched it, and I didn't mind that one. I quite liked it. I thought it was funny. Hot Fuzz we covered on the podcast. You quite liked it. Not really. I remember I gave it a rating that it didn't deserve. <laughs> nice try, Colson. Well, the, all I'm saying is the ratings don't lie. And I think I've come to the conclusion that I think these three films get better and better and better, which is why I think this one is the worst one. <laughs> it's ju- it just didn't really make me laugh. There wasn't anything, really, apart from when he's explaining about that plan and he says, and then we have a cup of tea at the end. I mean, it is a bit shit. The jokes aren't great. You don't <laughs> laugh. The zombies, yeah, they're fine. The thing is with me in a zombie film, because it's so ridiculous, you have to be able to believe it in a way that it can happen. Because you, you've got an uphill task already. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. Because it's zombies. So I, I like Bird Box. I think that's done very well because the acting's good. I liked World War Z. Oh, they sort of made it like it's a virus. and Yeah, I, 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 I mean, I know this isn't meant to be believable. I know it's meant to be a comedy. But if it's meant to be a comedy, at least make me laugh. And it didn't. So? He's already, I can already see Colson's face. Slightly, he's like, his eyes are slightly misty. No, wait till my rating. I'm going to go a three. (laughs) (laughs) Right. Absolutely awesome. You do realise the people who listen to this podcast have picked this film. So you know that when it's a film that I've picked and you're upsetting me? Yeah. They shouldn't have picked it. They fucked up. They shouldn't have picked this film. They shouldn't have picked this film. (laughs) There's nowhere to go. It's a three. Yeah, there is nowhere to go. Queen's song was good. <laughs> the, the cup of tea bit. The actors in it are relatively all right. It's fine, but the, the jokes are not great. Yeah, 
It's just a bit shit. I mean, it, my opinion, it's a three. Ben? No, you've got to say yours because we've got to balance it out. We can't have two. You've got to come in the sandwich. I don't know, you know, because <laughs> oh, I used to love this film. I think I probably always will love it. But watching it this time, I just wanted it to end. <laughs> <laughs> Hello, I'm feeling a three. No, I, I don't know what it is, though, because I like I like this film. I like Shaun of the Dead. I like Sam and Peg. I like Nick Frost. And I love Hot Fuzz. And I do love Shaun of the Dead. But I just don't think I was in the mood for it. Like, I watched it at bloody 11 o'clock in the morning on Sunday. And I don't know if that didn't help. But just I just wasn't all Hold there. on. What we have always talked about in this podcast is how films change for us. Yeah. Like Face Off did for me. Yeah. yeah. Great when I first saw it. I'll be honest. On the rewatch when I'm older, just didn't work for me. So I think it's actually fine as you go through your life to change what you make of that film. We did it with Train Spotting as well, didn't we, Ben? Yes, exactly. We changed our opinion on that. Exactly. So I think it's actually very honest to go, you might have loved it. You might have thought it was good, but now it's a three. Before I give my rating, <laughs> shall I say what I liked or what? Shall I say what I liked or shall I say what I didn't like? Whatever, yeah. Basically, you know when you know the bits you like in a film and you know they're coming up mm-hmm. and I was watching them and I wasn't liking them <laughs> and it was that So you bit. were going, oh, I remember this, this is a good bit. And then when you saw it, it wasn't. Oh, yeah. I think I, I might have even overwatched it. I must have seen it like 15, 20 times. Like I've seen Jesus it Jesus Christ. So, seeing as it's all I ever dish out these days... Sloppy six. Sloppy six. Six. Shepherd three. Ben. Uh, Ten. <laughs> oh, oh, oh. oh dear. What can I do here? Just remember the audience picked this. I know, one. but it <laughs> wouldn't be the Sofa Cinema Club if we weren't honest. The audience loved that part of it, considering I think you can't, I can't sit here and go, it's mint, it's a 10. Mm. I think I agree with Jack. It was shit. Um, it wasn't completely shit. It just didn't make me laugh. My son enjoyed it. It was had that humour to it. My kids didn't. Your kids didn't. My son was like, it was all right. I just found it not very funny, like Jack said. A bit like, oh, okay. It, it felt a bit studenty. It felt like you'd write it and go, oh, that's a really funny bit when you were a student. Like the fart smelling bit. I'm sure it was. It wasn't anymore. Uh, I did like the mum bit, but yeah, I mean, I don't know. I just watched it and was like, I'm a bit annoyed. See what else is on. Yeah, Yeah, it's just annoying me now. I kind of can see the end before they start. Yeah. I'm not really on the floor laughing. Um, So what did I rate it? What did I give it? You haven't. You haven't. Oh, two, two. I'll give it two. (laughs) God. Jesus Christ. That's 10 out of 30. No. Yeah, it is. Three add two add six is ten. Three add two. (laughs) Yeah. Add six is eleven. Yeah, yeah. But the way you said that was really good, Carol Vorderman. Like, you got (laughs) angry with me? Three add two and six. Is that the worst film we've covered? No. No. Papadopoulos. It's not that it's a bad film. It's just I found it a bit annoying. But Colson, it's all right for you to now think it's different. I get the feeling you're almost 
trying to be kind to your younger self here. Yeah, I am. And go, little Coulson, don't worry, I'm not shatting on your film. Whereas old Coulson is going, it didn't make me laugh. That's okay. Maybe a lot of people who voted for it went, oh, God, that's mint. And then on the rewatch go, it's actually not as good. It's dated. It's not as good as I thought it was. It's starting to annoy me that your influence is fully rubbing off. It's not our influence. Your, Your film library is growing you're comparing it to other things. You're comparing it to other films which you've gone, oh, that really is fantastic. Mm. You're comparing it. Look, when you're watching Shaun of the Dead, you, you're still in um, High School Musical 1 and 2. You're still in that phase, aren't you? Yeah. 11 out of 30. Um, it's actually put the doubt in my mind as to what I pick for us to watch next week. But before we Oof. get into finding out what we're watching next week... Let's um, hand over to Jack for his um, his big moment in the week. Jack's hidden gem yeah. of the week. The week. Uh, yeah, hidden gem this week actually was a documentary that's on Netflix, and it's a documentary that was um, suggested to us by Sally Ann Matthews, who plays Jenny and Corey at work, and she said you should pick this for a hidden gem. It's called The Dawn Wall. Have either of you seen it? Yeah, very good. Nope. You've watched it, Ben? Yeah, fantastic. It's kind of like the sister film to uh, Free Solo, isn't it? Yeah, it is, yeah. So Free Solo is the uh, rock climbing, um, mountain climbing film uh, that won the Oscar, um, not this time around, the time before. And this is the same mountain, actually, that the guy climbs, actually. El Capitan um, in California, I think. They were talking about this at cricket this week. This documentary? Yeah, they said it was brilliant. It is really good. It opens on this guy, um, Tommy something, and he is captured by terrorists while uh, mountain climbing in Asia. And um, they keep him captive for like six, seven days. I'm not spoiling anything because it tells you this at the beginning of the documentary. And they keep him captive for like a week until he eventually um, flees. And in order to flee, he has to push one of the captives off the mountain and kill him. And he manages to do so, and he saves the rest of um, his uh, friends that he's with um, and his um, girlfriend, who becomes his wife. And he sort of um, is uh, depressed over this. He has counselling because of this. And he basically then delves into trying to focus all of his attention on climbing the Dawn Wall, and it's called the Dawn Wall because it's the first sight of um, sunlight that hits this particular part of the mountain. And um, it's a complete flat surface. It's like trying to climb granite. It's near on impossible. No one's ever done the climb before, and he sets out to try and do it. And, uh, yeah, it's a breathtaking documentary, and the... um, People that are on it, his friend Kevin that climbs with him as well, his mum and dad are on it, his wife and his ex-wife. It's a really, really breathtaking piece of filmmaking, I think. And uh, yeah, you can catch that on Netflix, The Dawn Wall, uh, Jackson Gem of the Week. Me and Ben have got um, a big moment coming this week. Is this you trying to fudge my segment out the way? (laughs) 
<laughs> Colson's angry. He wants a fucking section. It, no, I'm just saying. Colson's not so hidden gem. That's what. Colson's not so hidden gem. It's nearly time for the final of the American Barbecue Showdown. It's oh yes, good. it's got good. As We're going to have to have a party for the final. We're going to have to invite Jack over and have a barbecue. I will watch it. Invite me over and we'll watch it. It's good. It's good. We're coming to the end now. So, next week, what are you watching? Again, I've got two films written down on my sheet. One of them is the film that I was going to pick when I picked High School Musical. The other one is a kind of another go-with-your-heart teenage film. <laughs> don't oh, go with your fucking don't go heart. With your heart. We said that last time. It was fucking shite. I know, but... Go with your head now. No. Stop working I'm, with your head. I'm, I'm sorry, but... I've got to, haven't I? Like, there's film. There's mean good. You've got to. There's. I've got a list of good films that I want to watch, and then I'll be flicking through one night, or I'll think of something funny, and I'll go. Oh, I really want to watch this film. And what has happened to remind me of this film is a song came on random whilst I was driving in my car, and I went, "Do you know what? I'm going to have to pick that for the podcast." And it might be shit, but I can't quite remember. Oh my god, that means it's that means it's definitely shit. No, no, no. It might be shit, but I can't remember. Everyone at home will absolutely love it. That doesn't fill me with confidence, but what? American Pie. Oh, that's good. Yeah? I think that's good, yeah. I, I, well, I think that's good, but I can't quite remember. But I think it's Do good. you know what? I'm with you on that, because I can't quite remember. I, I was driving in the car and it came on and said how good it is to be loved is there something you, about an apple pie you. yes yeah that's, yeah, that's what i remember do not watch this one with your kids yeah didn't you sneak in the cinema to watch american pie me yeah i wanted to watch american pie but i was too young i think i ended i ended up having to go and watch moulin rouge what a choice i think i was 13 yeah i was 13 2001 i don't know or it might have even been earlier might have even been 99. Anyway. I was only born in 98. <laughs> Hello. Um, I think that's the lowest rating we've ever given a film. What, Shaun of the Dead? Yeah, I yeah. think it might be. Do you know what we get? Oh, no. Crop Dundee. Uh, what was Crop, Crop Dundee? Dundee? 7.2. I gave it <laughs> 0.2. <laughs> <laughs> American Pie, good pick, Coles. Good, good pick. Next week, we're back here talking all things American Pie. Don't forget you can join us on Monday for our bonus episode, Sophie Cinema Club Extra Terrestrial, not testicles. And <laughs> you can keep in touch with us on Twitter, Instagram, and TikTok. I'm still plugging TikTok. I've not used it for a while. I need to remember the password, but we're still plugging it. Um, at Sophie Cinema Club on all of our social media. Get in touch. Leave us a review. Keep talking. Let us know what you think of our Shaun of the Dead ratings. And we will see you back here next week. Good night. God bless. Good night. Hey, it's Paige DeSorbo from Giggly Squad. High quality fashion without the price tag. Say hello to Quince. I'm snagging high end essentials like cozy cashmere sweaters, sleek leather jackets, fine jewelry, and so much more. With Quince being 50 to 80% less than similar brands. And they partner with factories that prioritize safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. I love that. 
Luxury quality within reach. Go to quince.com slash style to get free shipping and 365 day returns on your next order. Quince.com slash style. Hello, it's William and Jordan here from Help, I Sexted My Boss. And on Tuesday, our show at the London Palladium will be streamed live into cinemas. So if you want an evening full of laughs and outrageous problems and dilemmas, then come along and join us on the big screen. Help as Sex and My Boss Live is showing everywhere and everyone's welcome. Go to sexofmyboss.com slash cinema to get your tickets now. That's sexofmyboss.com slash cinema.